You pumped up for this one? Shane, are you prepared? Listen, my preparedness has been questioned in the past. And I always come through. Except for that one time, right. but we don't talk about that. We don't well, talk about that. That that one time was lost, though, wasn't it? You know what? <laughs> that one time, I actually had an amazing story. That's amazing. why Chris won. That's why I'm Chris just, won. I'm just going to tell you this. Yeah. Know this. That story was way better than what I got for this. Good evening and welcome to Once Upon a Recast, an MSVS production. I'm Jeremy Young. Once again, I am your host because, in the words of Ludacris, all I do is win. And that's right, the listeners' hands just went up. And they stayed there. Uh, with me, as always, are my co-host and this episode's contenders. They are, in no particular order. His favorite movie is yet to be made because it is an unnamed Marvel film, which he is likely to star in because Disney collects talented Chris's like Infinity Stones. Chris Roberts. The next uh, contender, his uh, favorite film, is, well, or at least his favorite thing to do, is watch the film Michael with John Travolta. And the reason for this, because every time the name Michael is used, he yells out, Circle. Michael Circle. And then, if he were a film, our final contender, if he were a film, he would be the Passion of the Christ. That's right, the Passion of the Christ. An independent religious film that was rated R that somehow became the highest grossing indie film of all time. Just like Shane, he is basically the superstar that no one saw coming. That's right, Shane Roberts. That's right. I just compare. Right. I just had to make a. I had to make a reference to Passion of the Christ because we're on the eve of of Easter as we're recording this, and right after, you know, uh, Good Friday, and somehow it, it seemed to me like it would be wrong not to not to mention something of religion. Are you, and, are you sure it wasn't more wrong way. to do that? Huh? Yes. Are you are you yes. sure it wasn't okay? Hey, you're yes, the judge. Yeah. Yeah, I am the judge, that's right. Which, you know, allows me to get get away with an awful lot. But the point is, is of course, you are a superstar. That's right, superstar. He's all right. Um, so, Chris, Michael, and uh, Shane, if you're new and, uh, you know, you're, you're, this is your first time listening to us, you need to go back and listen to some of the other episodes, too. But uh, we just want you to know that we like to rewrite histories. Uh, histories? No, that's not right. What do we like to rewrite, right, guys? Oh, movies. Well, we do. Right. We do also like to rewrite it histories. It is. It's a, the movies are a part of history. Thanks for covering for me there, Michael. There will be ten points in it for you. Uh, we rewrite Woo-hoo! movies uh, to hilarious ends with uh, specific items, uh, people, or ideas that are changed as part of that story. And uh, as the judge, I get to determine whose story is best based upon whatever criteria I make up at the moment. Uh, so, uh, they will, of course, whoever wins will be the next episode's host and we'll get to decide the movie and the topic in which will be rewritten at that time and recast at that time. So, um, this week we're going to be looking at the movie Halloween. I will tell you the, the circumstances of that in just a moment, but guys, are you all ready for, you pumped up for this one? Shane, are you prepared? Listen. My preparedness has been questioned in the past. And I always come through. Except for that one time, right. but we don't talk about that. 
We don't well, talk about that. That that one time was lost, though, wasn't it? You know what? <laughs> that one time, I actually had an amazing story. That's amazing. why Chris won. That's I'm why Chris just, won. I'm just going to tell you this. Yeah. Know this. That story was way better than what I got for this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record as pointing out because I'm not sure if Shane is going to point this out, so I'll be the one to do it. I'm his brother; I can do that. Shane has never seen Halloween. It's, it actually See, I, came up in our in our pre-recording discussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, never actually seen Halloween, so I can't wait to hear what he comes I, up with. Do you I listen? I, you I can, honestly thought I'd shown it to him. You really can feel did. fortunate <laughs> that I have decided to read a synopsis and come up with a story because I debated just to doing a complete story about a kid named Michael going trick-or-treating. That would have been great. I would have loved that. I would have loved that. that. Yeah. You could have just, uh. just done, like, uh, just changed it up and gone with uh, Charlie Brown. It's a great pumpkin Charlie Brown story and just turned it into Michael Myers. The um, that I just ruined somebody's story, it. didn't I? <laughs> All right. Okay. Um and with that, so, okay, so we, that, we're going to be doing the story of Halloween here in a moment, but we need to determine an order. We had, a couple weeks ago, an event in Hollywood, and since we like to recast movies, I was thinking, this event is, is where they oftentimes award um, things like Best Picture um, to films. We all know them as the Academy Awards, and, and more often than not, the Best Picture doesn't actually win. Um, anyone who questions that True. I just point you to uh, who won for the year of 1977. Of course, you have to look at the 78 results. And the answer is Annie Hall. If you want to know who should have won, the answer is Star Wars. Um, but uh, there's, there's just a lot of examples of things like that. But um, at the event, people have sort of stopped watching for a number of reasons. Uh, yeah. But last, last uh, Academy Awards a few weeks ago, there was a big event that occurred. And... Um, that event involved Will Smith and uh, and Chris Rock. I've heard and of this Smith. Yeah, Will Smith apparently they're masters Chris Rock. of they're masters of slapstick comedy. Yes, yes, slapstick comedy mm-hmm. indeed. You might want to hold that one because what I'm looking for is I'm going to want from you all in a moment um, to give me a phrase that best describes in a funny way a very short phrase that will best describe what happened on that stage. Um, I think Chris Rock was the one who was the most shocked uh, for, you know, everything that occurred. I, I just I think he still couldn't believe it happened. But um, what I'm looking for you all, whether you found the, the the situation to be shocking or whatever, however you saw it, I would like some sort of a funny phrase um, from you all. Uh, so uh, does anyone want to go first? Does anyone have something? I'll take it. I'll take it on. All right. You want to know what I think happened? Yes. Is that what in you want phrase. to know? In a funny phrase. Okay. I believe what happened is he uh, he slapped the taste right out of his mouth. Oh, <laughs> sweet. I think he did. Yeah, he did. That's, that is what occurred. All right. Anyone next? I would uh, I would say, you, you say it was shocking, but I would say it was more hair-raising. Oh, nice. That's good. Nice. You, nice. you got to keep good. his wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Okay, Chris, it's up to you, man. Well, I, I kind of already used mine. <laughs> Will Smith was just trying to do some slapstick comedy. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't realize it wasn't meant to be literal. <laughs> All right. Chris didn't find it hilarious when it hit him. But uh, <laughs> for me, it was that uh, 
Will was between uh, Chris Rock and a head case. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. You know, he, nice. Laughed. he laughed, and then his wife looked at him, and it was like, uh-oh. So what do you do? Hey, that was my so, thing uh, when I was watching it. We we've all been there, right? We've all we've all been yes. there where you yes. you laugh you the and then look. you get the look, right? And yeah. it's like, uh oh, I got to do something. Yeah, I, I better go do slap somebody. To save, I got to do something to save face, which means I got to <laughs> slap Chris's, and that's what happened. <laughs> yep, that is essentially what happened. I mean, yeah, here's what I've enjoyed. Honestly, he could have got away with that. I really do because most of the mm-hmm. people, I think, would have come across and thought, oh, this was all a setup. That people still think it is. But then yeah. when he went back down and started yelling, everyone's like, oh, wait, yeah. he's serious. That that's was, what, that's that where it went off the rail. I, I really yeah. enjoy seeing some of the things that people have come up with about it, like the uh, you know the multiverse where The Rock was hosting, and he tells the joke, <laughs> and nothing happens afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's yes. no way he does that to, to, to uh, anyone other. You're right. Uh, What bothers me, Chris Rock is over 55, a senior citizen, at least according to most restaurants. And uh, so basically, Will Smith, who's only 52, was beating up an old man. I feel (laughs) bad for Chris Rock. I mean, come on now. Elder abuse. Yeah, exactly. Elder Elder abuse. All right. So uh, here's what I've decided. This is the order. I'm actually going to do it in reverse order. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Shane first. Um, and then I am going to let Michael go second, and then I'm going to let Chris go last because I thought Chris had the the funniest joke actually. Um, so I'm going to go in, in that order. I'm going to let Chris have have the final say on this story. So let me tell final the audience say. what the uh, what what the uh, the story is. Obviously, we're doing the movie Halloween as we mentioned, and this is the prompt. And then I will I will allow Shane, who is the most prepared, uh, to go first here in a moment. Uh, so the prompt is this: um, the movie is Halloween. Michael Myers is, of course, the original slasher. He uh, One of the great things that made him so scary was the fact that he had no motives, no talking, just good, wholesome killing. Um, but what I want the, the gentleman to do today is recast and retell this classic story by giving Michael an inner monologue so that only the audience can hear what, what he is actually thinking in those moments. So... You know, and in the process, you know, Michael is known for Michael Myers is known for having Michael a scary Circle. theme song. Yeah, Michael Myers is known for having this scary theme song. But in in our film, in his head, he'll hear something else. And you all can, of course, let me know what that song is uh, if you feel the need to, to to hum the melody or if you just want to give a name because we all know what it is. That's great. But um, that is the assignment. And with that, Shane, you are up. Okay. Well, let's do this thing. All right, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to start with the casting of my people. Okay. So, for Michael Myers, I have no idea why I did this, but for Michael Myers, I have Paul Rudd. So everybody loves Paul Rudd. That's why <laughs> I can see it. Everyone does love Paul Rudd. He was actually in one of the Michael Myers movies. Well, yeah, and here's my thing. He Paul looked Rudd, exactly the same. And this is this is what I was about to say. Paul Rudd is actually way too old, but he still looks exactly the same as he always has. So he's looked the same for like the last thirty years. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, Paul Rudd is Michael Myers. Um, uh, Doctor Loomis is J.K. Simmons. No, oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. 
And uh, the only other person who I actually has a name that I cast is uh, Emma Stone as Laurie. Okay. Ooh, I can All see right. that. I, that would that actually is, be really good. good. Yeah. I'll yeah. watch that movie just on the camera. Yeah. Okay. Shane's and like, I wasn't I... expecting you guys to like it that much. So, well, all right. Okay. Well, maybe I should just uh, end it there. But, uh, all right. So, we're going to go with Night of Candy and Murder. That's uh, that's my recast <laughs> name. All right. I like, all to, right. I like to just hit things there on the, uh, on the head. So, here we go. Let's see how this goes. Candy cane <sighs> or candy apple? Wait, that's not in the script. Did you do another rewrite? <laughs> <laughs> Screen <All right>. three. <laughs> Keep him coming. There's points for that, Chris. Keep Keep him coming, buddy. (laughs) All right. So the movie is going to begin as normal. You're going to have little Michael. He's going to kill his sister. He's going to get sent away. Blah, 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 blah. 15 years pass. Okay. I like how you just skimmed over the child murder. That's that's the way. It's hard to make that funny, right? Michael, what movie doesn't begin that way? You're right. You're right. It's basically every Disney movie. That's on me. I apologize. Normally, normally we kill the parents, but, you know, not the sister. So, yeah, there is a little difference here, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Dr. Loomis is going to come. He's going to um, escort Michael. Michael's going to steal a car. Okay. See, I can read this story. I can read what happens in this movie. So here's where things are going to – there's a misunderstanding here. So Michael has this car. He sees a mechanic. He actually is going to attempt to uh, pull off the side of the road, and he's going to be a good Samaritan. He's going to pick this guy up. The problem is, and I don't see how people get around this, I don't know how Michael knows how to drive a car, since apparently mm. he's been he's been incarcerated since he was six years old. Incarcerated. So he, doesn't, he does not understand how to drive a car, so he actually runs the guy over. So this is actually just, that part's a complete accident, because you know what? Maybe he was reformed. Mm. We don't know. Just because doctors say that he wasn't, whatever. So since the guy's already dead, he takes his clothes, he's moving on. His goal is simple. Find a good burger. The guy <laughs> hasn't had a good burger since he was six years old. <laughs> That's, that would be my first Tony Stark. You know? okay. That's what he does. So he finds what he believes to be a closed restaurant, but it turns out it's a hardware store. So while he's in the store... <laughs> Listen, the guy's been locked up since he is six years old, people. Can you read? <laughs> so while in the store, he hears a faint voice calling out to him, drawing him closer. It's at this point that he finds the mask, and he puts it on, and hears the voice. The voice is going to be played by William Shatner. Mm. <laughs> and it's going to say, you are the chosen one. So Michael looks around, he's thinking, you know what, perhaps I am actually as crazy as people think I am, because, you know, I just heard someone talk to me. And so then William Shatner is going to say, we need you to help save the world. (laughs) This town has been invaded, and only you, using the power of this mask, can save it. So Michael now notices his vision is actually different from inside the mask. See, the mask, it's, it's a big deal. It identifies that the knives and the rope, they're important. He needs to take them, so he does. So uh, then he's got some stuff. He sees, uh, he sees this lorry girl. The mask identifies that that is a threat. He begins stalking her and her friends. He finds out these people are all threats. These are the problem. So he's actually oh. concerned for the well-being of the community, and he begins to formulate a plan. 
he decides these people are all dangerous. They're invaders. So he's, he's got to come up with a plan and he's going to have to uh, separate them, get them individually. Can't take them all at once. So he actually plans on stealing one of the girl's cars, but he still doesn't understand how cars work because once again, he, he's actually not that smart. So he actually gets in the back seat. Well, luckily for him, the girl gets in the front seat of the car. And so then the mask starts going like, you must stop her. You are justice. So Michael panics and he strangles the girl with a rope, although he actually does think she doesn't seem nearly as dangerous as she should be. But you know what? He's good. One down. Everything's going good. The plan is working, except for the part where he still tried to steal a car and he didn't. But, you know, whatever. So he goes into an empty house. He is still actually seeking a fresh burger. And he thinks, she came out of this house. This house is empty. I'm going to get me some burger. Things are going to be good. He is disappointed to find that he does not have a burger in the house. However, he's soon disrupted by a guy who is drunk. And the mask again speaks to him and says... I don't know who this one is, but he's drunk, so he definitely has to die. <laughs> Michael, feeling like this guy has to be a turd blossom just by looking at him, doesn't hesitate and takes this guy out. So he starts to go upstairs, but as he does, a sheet falls on his head and he stumbles up the steps. He's blinded by the white sheet and he hears a girl talking, but he can't see who it is. He lifts the sheet and the mask says... This is a horror movie. Do something bad. And so Michael uh, Michael strangles her, now questioning whether listening to the mask was actually the best thing. But you know what? He's kind of come this far, so he's just going with it. So, uh, yeah, another one down. Everything's going pretty well. He comes face to face with uh, with Lori, the, the original threat that the mask sensed. She is the one. Slay her and save the world. Michael, with the fate of the world and the town and the balance, attacks. He is able to wound Lori, but she escapes. He follows her, but she stabs him. He goes down. He thinks this might be the end. He could be dying, but the mask says it has power. Get up. Save the world. Michael, now being wounded, knows that Lori is, in fact, the devil. And he has been hunting her as he should the whole time. So he continues on. He goes up. He attempts to uh, to take her down. And, of course, that's when Dr. Loomis is going to come in and uh, you know, blast him full of bullets, seemingly killing Michael Myers. However, as uh, b before Dr. Loomis can look down to see him, Michael Myers is actually beamed up onto the Starship Enterprise because... Everything actually had been uh, coming from Captain Kirk because this is actually aliens had come back in time and uh, invaded our planet. And that's that's going to be that that was the and that's where we end. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second because I got. Uh, I'm, see I'm, that I'm, one I'm, coming. Let me. <laughs> I, I did not see the ending coming, which I, I actually enjoy that. Um, well, I would have had a little so, more ending, but I didn't quite get to finish my ending. But I had, you, you know. You mean you, King of the Breath? <laughs> really? Really? Okay. All right. So here we go. Here we go. All right, Shane. All right. First of all, I, I, I listen, uh, just for Paul Rudd, J.K. Simmons, and, and Emma Stone, like I said, I, I would watch that movie just for having that casting. I really would. Um, 
But let me just also point out that I've actually watched through Manos, the Hands of Fate, and I'm not talking about, you know, Manos, the Hands of Fate, when it's being Mystery Science Theatered or Rift on. I've actually watched it on Rift before, so you couldn't you couldn't have just ended right there because that would have only got you just 50 points but you did get 50 points for casting um night of candy and murder that's that's 25 points um uh, you could have had points but since you decided not to mess with the child murder and you just blah blah over it uh no points for you um uh the idea of him being a good samaritan i love that uh running over the guy and he's like eh, to go ahead and take his uh take his clothes you know because hey waste not want not right so 50 points for that um finding a good burger i like that i'm going to include that as well with that 50 point that whole concept um the the mask being shatner 50 points an extra 50 points then for doing the impression because i love your commitment to that that was great um, the mask, of course, changing the images and making Laurie and her, her, her friends a, a threat. I love that. That is great. Uh, 50 points there. Uh, I couldn't help as, you know, I was hearing this unfold, think to myself, this is a great time to make a they live reference. You know, a moment where in his mind, he's like, I'm here to kick butt and eat a good burger. And I'm all out of good burgers but you didn't do it so yeah. I'm, I'm sad about that but in the future that's a good you know you can see where i'm going with that because you the idea of his the glasses would change the images and telling things and all that mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh but still I, I i love the idea of that 50 points by the way for the changing of, of the mask and and the friends being the threats um but uh doing just doing something bad you know you using just the phrase of you know this guy you know he, or kill or the, the woman upstairs that's what it was after killing the one guy just uh you know he, he's beginning to question whether or not the mask was bad and you're like well but just do something bad to him so 50 points for that because i just thought that was funny uh the ending of being this is i gotta be honest with you that came out of nowhere for me that was that was sweet I like that ending. Um, being beamed up on the Starship Enterprise only to turn out that Captain Kirk has been giving him actual commands through the mask. That is worth 200 points right there. So let me do the let me do the math. So, uh, which I was unaware of math would be involved. But let's do this: 100, 200, 300, 500, and I believe that gives me. 525 you know I'm, I, I feel like that's a little low i'm going to give an extra 100 on that 625 points for shane that's a good start wow that's the best story of the night right now yeah it, it is i'll tell you what that it's is a solid easily, that is easily the best story that uh, of of the night so far um which brings us then to the pressure that falls upon michael circle and so Michael circled. How many times is he going to say circle during his story since the name Michael is there? Listen, it's, it's like a square without corners. It's amazing. It, as long as he commits, that's it's all that matters. It's an honest compulsion, and I will be fighting it the whole way. <laughs> Michael I thought circle. about that. Can I tell you, I thought about that whenever I chose the movie that actually came across <laughs> in my mind was this will be interesting. Michael Circle. So, Michael Circle. All right, uh, Michael Circle, you are up. All right, my movie is called Oops, I Did It Again. 
I'm going to try that again without my voice cracking like a prepubescent child. Oops, I did it again is the name of my movie. <laughs> and I did uh, it again. <laughs> the person playing Michael Circle, I mean Michael Myers, is uh, going to be Triple H because of how big he is. And I really enjoy the idea of Michael Myers being a gigantic man because he, he was. I mean, <clears throat> looking at him in... Uh, Halloween H2O, when he slowly lowers himself from a chin-up position with one arm, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, uh, actually, yeah. So, uh, I have Triple H uh, playing Michael Circle. I mean, Michael Myers. <clears throat> <laughs> he will have an inner monologue, which will be voiced by Steve Zahn, because I feel Steve Zahn's voice really adds the comedic <laughs> background that we need. And Steve Zahn has one of the most uh, memorable voices, probably, in, in all of Hollywood. Uh, we're going to start with uh, young M.M., not M.C., M.M., and he will be played by current day Haley Joel Osment. Oh, current day? Yeah, he's just going to have to cool. shave. He, he needs to shave a little bit, but uh, yeah, he still he still looks like he the looks kid like from the, the sixth guy sense. He looks like Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Michael Circle, dang it, Michael Myers, as a kid, uh, played by Haley Joel Osment, accidentally murders his sister Judith by stabbing her nine times in the chest. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but he said there was a spider that crawled under her and he thought he could get it without disturbing her. I, th I think he disturbed her a little. <laughs> a little. A little. So fast, fast forward, man, you know I know how hard that was to write. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. Fast forward 15 years and uh, Michael Myers... Michael Myers is in a mental hospital under the care of Dr. Loomis, not Billy Loomis, though uh, the one day hopefully we'll talk about Billy Loomis in a future podcast episode, and I can't wait till one day we do Scream. But uh, yeah. Dr. Loomis is played by Anthony Anderson. Oh, that's good. So he was so distraught over what he did to his sister that he, he chose to never speak again, and he will, and he will hold to that. Never once will he ever be able to open his mouth as he finds this at least some way comforting that he is doing something to work towards uh, some level of forgiveness. He's sacrificing his voice. so, But he does have this constant voice in his head telling him that everything is going to be okay and that he could possibly work to redeem himself of this ghastly crime if he could just get the forgiveness of his sister, Laurie Strode, which will be played by Anna Kendrick. Oh, so imagine, right. imagine uh, Steve Zahn saying, everything's going to be okay, just uh, everything will be fine. That's, my, that's like Kermit the Frog there, so forget I said anything. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I used it with Steve Zahn. <laughs> Steve, shut up. Okay. So uh, after years of being passive and accepting his fate, he decided to make amends and to fix things with his estranged family. So in order to do that, he breaks out of prison. And the romping good times begin with uh, with a few mishaps. Hey, give me a second, just real quick. You did say Anna Kendrick, right? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. Got it. Okay, good. I'm, I'm taking notes, you know. So, okay. Go ahead. So, while on the run, uh, after escaping from uh, prison in the mental hospital, uh, Michael Myers realizes he cannot hide in his bright prison jumpsuit, and he needs to find a disguise. So, enter Joe, the mechanic, Played by Tony Shalhoub. Michael wants to ask Joe for his jumpsuit because his Steve Zahn voice is telling him and promising him that Joe will be okay with it. 
So he begins reaching for the mechanic's clothes because he doesn't talk, right? Maybe thinking he'll understand if I just pull them right off of him. Well, Joe punches Michael and tells him to back up. But uh, Michael is now very confused because Steve Zahn told him it would be okay. So he decides to give him a hug, quite clearly thinking he's just having a rough day. And uh, he squeezes him so hard with his triple-H-sized body that he kills him. His lifeless body falling to the floor after Michael Myers let go. Look at that, Michael Myers tells himself in Steve Zahn's voice. You made him relax so well he fell asleep. He'll wake up fresher than ever now. Great work, me. Laurie will be forgiving me in no time. So Michael removes Joe's work clothes, grabs this cool-looking mask that he sees in the office because he thinks, if I use this, maybe she won't recognize me and freak out at first sight. So maybe if I'm wearing this mask, I'll be able to get right up with her. You know, apparently not realizing how creepy William Shatner is without his bones and (laughs) everything else. And he walks out to find his next charity case because the more good he does the more likely Lori is to forgive him. So, after finding his old home, he waits in the side yard for Lori to come home. He remembered that uh, Lori really likes butterflies, and uh, so he was going to try and catch one. He continues to try and catch them as uh, as he sees them going in and out of the sheets that are hanging on the the clothesline, you know. And and that, that whole scene where she's looking out the window and he's there and then he's not there, he's actually there the whole time. He's just trying to catch butterflies. That's good. I like that. Well, night falls, and he still hasn't caught a butterfly for his sister. And he sees one of Laurie's friends, Annie Brackett, who is played by uh, Blake Lively. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw... Oh, shoot, I forgot the name of the movie now, but it was really good with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. I didn't see that one. Don't worry. No. We'll we'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix (laughs) it in post. (laughs) Well, he sees Annie Brackett, and he says uh, she can just... uh, she could just take me to the pet store for a feeder butterfly or something. So uh, he decides to wait for her in her car. Sure enough, Annie gets into the vehicle and notices the windows are foggy. And Michael realized that he was in good position to accidentally scare her to death. So he should let her know that he's there. He reached up and grabs her neck. And when Annie freaks out, she almost hits her head against the window of the car. So Michael squeezes harder in an attempt to control her rapid body movements and keep her safe. Despite thinking this... Uh, Despite thinking this would add some bonus points to his redemption story for, for Laurie, he, he cares for her and, uh, until she stops fighting him. You know, he just keeps he keeps hold of her neck really tight until she stops fighting and relaxes, you know, and he releases. He forgets that he's holding Joe the Mechanic's knife, and he accidentally glances it right across her throat. So now, now Zahn doesn't understand why this stuff keeps happening, because in this case, this was definitely death. Like... Maybe Joe the mechanic might have been, but this is definitely, she's dead. He, he killed her. Now he's starting to think, well, she's never going to forgive me if I keep killing people. So, uh, well, now, Michael has more to atone for. So he cannot believe how many people have accidentally died by his hands already. He decides he must visit more people and see how he can help enrich their lives. He sees Robert Sims, or Bob Sims, played by John Boyega. And the reason I want this is because I don't like John Boyega. we're just going to move on with that point being said Uh, he sees Bob Sims with candles and food and and a whole bunch of stuff and it looks like he's going to go on a date so he should watch over him and when he walks in and he hides in a closet uh, Michael looks on helplessly as as Bob begins choking on a grape uh oh he's running around looking for help when he literally runs into Michael Michael's trying to help him and using the Heimlich maneuver but but he he keeps slipping out of Michael's grasp right so 
Steve Zahn says in Michael's head, hold still, Bob, and decides to pin his clothes to the cabinet with his knife. But due to Bob's incessant moving, he pins him through the chest right into the cabinet. So now Bob is also dead, hanging from the wall by a knife in his chest. One of the coolest deaths in movie history, probably, by the way. That's true. It is, yeah. Uh, well, we're about to find one more. Uh, this is quite a mess. Mike, uh, Mike, what is Michael going to do now? I mean, he decides to put on a sheet because if he can't see them, they can't see him. And he can find his way back to the mental hospital quietly without killing anyone else. If they can't see him, he can't see them, he can't see them, they can't see him, everything's going to be just fine. Well, just then he sees Linda Vanderklok coming in. Linda Vanderklok is played by Charisma Carpenter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Um, he, uh... He sees uh, Linda, Linda Vanderklok coming in, looking for Bob, because she was the person he was on a date with. And uh, she had Laurie on, on a landline. She was, she was had this one of really, I don't know if you kids know what a landline was, but uh, it was a phone with a cord that you had to walk around very, That's, if you, if you yeah, wanted to walk cool around the house. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to walk around the house, a, it had to be a very. A momentary side note here. Just, just a moment, moment of your time. Did you just say you kids to everyone who was older than you? <laughs> no, no, he was getting at the listeners. The listeners I, 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 I am the we youngest have a young of us. Audience. We have a young audience. Yeah. <clears throat> I never thought about how I was the youngest of us, and that makes me uh, better than you all, probably. You were <laughs> yeah, so on the way to getting extra points just for the, you know, not realizing how much younger you were until you until then you said that makes you better, Michael Circle. And I never said that. You have no idea. You just canceled out something. No, no, no. Just, <laughs> just go ahead. Give me the points because when you hear this edited, you'll see I never said that. I have an okay. original copy. <laughs> Touche. All right. Well, anyway, she's on the phone with Lori on the landline uh, with a ridiculously long cord so she can walk around the entire house. So she's tr- she's looking for Bob, and, and she um, – I don't know what I was going with that line – so uh, I'm I'm gonna move on. Oh no, okay, I remember. Sorry, I got I got lost. I forgot that uh, Michael is under a sheet now because he can't talk. She doesn't know who it is. Although Triple H is significantly significantly bigger than John Boyega, but let's, let's not worry about that point. Well, that's what happens in the movie too, right? He's covered with a sheet. He's obviously bigger than the guy who played Bob Sims. So. There's no- Whatever. Sorry, it's, it's, it's your movie. You're recasting it. It's, yeah. it's okay. So she yeah. comes in looking for Bob while on the phone with, with Laurie uh, with a r- ridiculously long phone cord. And she decides to, you know, wrestle around with him a little bit as a completely family-friendly manner as a joke, forgetting uh, that uh, she's on the phone. And the two get tangled up in the phone cord. And Michael thinks, well, I can get her out of this and make a new friend, and then Laurie will forgive me. But Michael dumb. Michael real dumb. He doesn't understand knots. And he pulls this way and that, twisting and tying up the cord more and more, eventually locking it around Linda's neck in a delightful roller coaster esque knot. Uh, she dies. Not too long after that, Anthony Anderson's oh, Loomis. Sorry. Yeah, no, right? Not too long after that, Anthony Anderson's Loomis hilariously blasts him many times, repeats it, like drops the clip, puts another one in, blasts him more, maybe three or four times, uh, sending him right into the sequel. <laughs> nice. I, as you were mentioning that final scene there with all the blasting, was hearing in my head. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like that actually. The the blasting in particular was was enjoyable. The 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 the. You know, it just dawned on me when you did that, by the way, uh, Shane, that you didn't actually use any music in your yeah, story. I actually and meant to use. Just, just forgot to use music. Yeah, <laughs> I actually. No, no, no. I have to cues. use. What? I have cues. I was going to say that. You have cues? Uh, yeah, instead of there being music like the. <clears throat> it was going to be that he had uh, cues from Scrubs, like whenever the scene starts off and it's like brow and stuff like that. Oh, oh, cues from cues. Scrubs. Yeah. I like he, that. yeah. So his inner monologue came with Scrubs cues that helped him realize that things were about to happen. Okay, were you? No, were you did you have that written down? You just didn't. You just forgot to tell us at the beginning, or was that something you had at the end? Yeah, I realized I was going a bit long, and I started cutting a couple of things out. <laughs> No, you're fine. Okay, uh, yeah. what were you saying, Shane? We'll fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I actually realized, I actually thought of that whenever I finished my story and realized that I meant to go with one as the loneliest number. <laughs> that would you know what? That would have gotten you a hundred points. After there. <laughs> yeah, I actually. <laughs> but then I for I forgot to put it in. That's and a then tough I just break. decided I decided to not talk about it since I already forgot it. Yeah, and then you reminded us of it by helping Michael out, which I appreciate that. And you know what? For it that, needed Shane, to be done. Michael way, needs help. For, for that, for that, I'm going to give you an extra 25 points. That brings you to 650, by the way, Shane. Now getting Good to job, Michael. Shane. Michael, I want to do your uh, points up here. Okay, so first of all, the title. Oops, I did it again, and then saying it twice, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> nice. And, and, and so, so I'm, <laughs> that, I'm giving you 50 points times two. All right. So, you know, yeah, 100 points. So uh, of course your your uh, casting was uh, incredible. I really liked uh, Haley Osman <laughs> as a kid. So I'm giving you 50 for the for the casting. Um, uh, the nine uh, stab wounds accident because you know. The, oh yeah, um, and and I forgot spider. to say after he killed her, he said, "Uh oh, I see a dead person." <laughs> you should have you should have said that then, but I can't give you credit for it now. But that's all right. You can. You're the judge. Nine stabs, nine stab wounds. I'm giving you 50 points for it, all right? Um, let's see. The uh, the vow of silence until he gets redemption from his sister, 50 points. Uh, let's see. Laurie Strode, played by Anna Kendrick. I like that, 50 points. Another 50 points for Joe the Mechanic, played by Tony Shalhoub, and accidentally killing him with a hug. That's sweet. I That's like the most that. Tony Shalhoub way of dying I could think of. It is. It is. Yeah, although, <laughs> you know, as, as Monk, he'd be afraid to be touched, but you can see how that could go. But 25 points. All right, so uh, the mask is uh, you know, so that he doesn't scare his sis sister. Another 25 points. Uh, I love the fact that you took time to reference the the reason that you don't see him in and out of the sheets, that he seems to be disappearing because he's catching butterflies for her. <laughs> That's sweet. 50 points. Um, Blake Lively, 25 points. Plain Annie, accidentally uh, squeezing and cutting her. Um, 25 for that. Bob, played by John Boyega. Um, I don't like him either. In fact, I really, really, really don't like him or what he represents to me. So uh, killing him is 50 times 2 times 2. Oh, right. Yeah, you see, he, yeah, uh, he, he ruined Star Wars, and then he ruined Pacific this. Rim. So Yeah, yeah. 
Well, he, it wasn't difficult to ruin Pacific Rim, but still. But he killed. He ruined Star Wars. Yeah. So 200 points then for that total. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Wearing the sheet. You know, can't see them. They can't see. Uh, 25 points for that. 25 for the landlines explanation. Uh, and then an extra 25 or extra 50 for uh, choking uh, Linda to death while wrestling. I, I, it would have been great if you could have somehow worked in a um, an in move <coughs> of Triple H there, preferably the. Um, I just lost the name of it, fellas. Help me. Pedigree. Thank you. Yeah, the pedigree. Uh, as a way of killing her, but that's all right. Uh, 50 points is still good for, for that accent. Re- wrestling reference with Triple H. Yeah, I'll take and it. See, uh, and then, of course, uh, ending with the 50 points, uh, accidentally blasting away and unloading the clip, which is exactly what I would see Anthony Anderson doing. The whole time going, ah! Yeah, see that? That would be great. <laughs> and then, of course... I'm giving you 100 points for the cues, uh, using the cues from Scrubs every time you had uh, the mask getting ready to do something. You know, like the bow, wow. I love that. That's great. So, but so I'm coming up with, all right, let's see, 100, let's see, 200, 250, 50, let's see, that's 4, 975. I'm going to make it, I'm going to give you a little bonus here and give it an even 1,000 points. Woohoo! Michael Circle now. Michael Circle has the lead. And uh, that brings us then to the final story that is going to be presented by Chris. I have heard of him. I am ready. First of all, let me just say, what what I've heard so far has been uh, been pretty solid. Um, I really like Michael Circles. That was good. I I went a slightly different direction than the rest of you. Uh, Mine is a true musical. (laughs) <laughs> and it's called Halloween, Michael's Musical Monologue, or Halloween M3, um, for short. And so Michael Myers were right actually... There. That's a good start. Wait, wait, give me that again. Give me that again. Halloween, is... Michael's Musical Monologue, or Halloween M3. And uh, Michael Myers will actually be played by three different actors. Michael Myers. The first of which will be The Rock. Now, some might think that's a diversity hire, and you're only half. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also partially because he's the rock, big guy, and he can sing, and that's important because this is a musical. <clears throat> uh, we'll, of course, also have Bill Shatner. Now, we're hiring him for a couple reasons. Um, first of all, it's his ability to monologue is second to none. Um, the, the second reason we're going to hire Bill Shatner is because we're saving money on the mask. We can just, like... Put some white makeup on his face and we're done. Um, and finally, I, I want to bring this up because it's important. Uh, this movie is set in the 90s. And so the third person to play Michael Myers, um, this, this is a little bit of a dark horse. There was some pushback on this one. We weren't sure whether we were going to get it through, but it's uh, the one and only Andy Griffith. Now that will become apparent okay. why we chose Andy Griffith in just a moment. Um, Dr. Loomis, uh, the other very important character, played by none other than Sir Ian McKellen. Excited about that one. Excited to see what he could do with that role. Laurie Strode, played by a young Jennifer Love Hewitt. This is this is the <laughs> setting. These are our main characters. All right. So all of the uh, all the other side characters are just played by you know uh, kind of no name Broadway types. They're they're very well known in Broadway, but uh, I don't think any of our audience would know them. So I will bring them up. Now we all know Michael Myers. We know the fear. We know the terror that strikes anytime you hear. His music. That's what we all hear. But that's not, in fact, what 
Michael himself hears. When Michael is, is going around um, supposedly terrorizing people, what he hears, the Andy Griffith song, <laughs> just some nice, some nice whistling. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a fun tune. And so I want you to have that in your head. I want you to imagine the old. All right, because that's Gosh, going to be there. important. It's there. Oh, it's there. All right. So I want you to keep that in your head. And remember the actors we have playing Michael Myers. We've got The Rock. We got Bill Shatner. We got Andy Griffith. Okay. So I'm wanting you to picture this because we have to go through one of the one of the big numbers that's going to kind of tell the story here. All right. First okay. big musical number. All right. Here we go. So we're starting with The Rock. Most people know I'm the silent type. They think I can't talk, but that ain't right. Many think I'm a murdering jerk, but I'm just a man who enjoys his work. Dr. <laughs> Loomis, he's the evil guy. His idea was to let me die, because they can't stop the boogeyman. I'm the angel of death, and I always win. Mike Myers strikes again. No, not the Canadian. Groovy, baby. I stab <laughs> the people who do sin. And I always win. All right, that's the rocks part. All right, then we move on to Bill Shatner. He gets the next verse. When you call the bad good and the good bad, you're bound to make me awful mad. Since you all sin, that makes you game. Prepare to feel a lot of pain because Mike <laughs> Myers strikes again. <laughs> no, not the Canadian. Groovy, baby. I stab the people who do sin. And I always win. And then, of course, we end up with Mr. Andy Griffith using that nice old down-home country twang that we all know and love. I grab up a butcher knife. I kill sinners with a lot of strife. Hide your hormonal teen or your cheating wife because Michael's coming to town. Mike Myers strikes again. No, not the Canadian. Groovy, baby. I stab the people who do sin. And I always win. And that's, you know, just kind of our, our, our main song that, that goes on and on. Um, there's several other verses, but I think you get, you get the idea. Um, there are some other, other songs uh, throughout this. Uh, Dr. Loomis uh, gets one, but we're not going to talk so much about his. Um, Laurie Strode. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, it gets a gets a pretty good one. Um, some there, somewhere there in the beginning, when she first starts to see Michael, and she's spending some time there with her friends, right? And she's talking mm -hmm. about this this creepy person that that she's met. And so they want to ask the question, right? So her friends are like, "What is his name?" And she says, "I don't know, but he's really bad." What is his name? I don't know, but he makes me sad. What is his name? I don't know, he's the silent type. What is his name? I don't know, but his mask is white. <laughs> I wish that he would just leave me alone. I'm just trying to spend some time at home. I mean, I'm literally babysitting on Halloween night. How sad is that? What is his name? So anyways, yeah, you get the idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all musical all the time. Everybody's got their numbers. Everyone does their thing. It's a full-on musical monologue all the way. Here's, here's what we learn throughout this musical monologue that, as is hinted in our main theme song, Michael Myers, in fact, is not the bad guy, as he's been painted to be by the liberal news media, the mainstream media, if you will. He's not at all the bad guy. 
the reason that they're against him is because, in fact, he is the angel of death. That is his job. That's why who are the only people that he kills? All the sinners. He takes them all out, right? So it's, he's kind of on a mission. He's on a mission from God. And so he's the good guy. Who's the actual bad guy? Um, the evil Dr. Loomis. Again, played by Sir Ian McKellen with just, I mean, just brilliance exudes uh, that part. But yeah, that's the thing. He's the bad guy I'm all along. And of course, Laurie Strode is our survivor because, as we know, Laurie Strode um, is better than all the rest of her friends. And so she ends up surviving um, because, well... She's the good. They settle, She's the good. They do. They do set a low bar for her, and you know, yeah. they do. They do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's that's why she survives, and that's also why Michael Myers can't be killed. Hello, Angel of Death. You're not going to beat him. He is always going to come out on top. And so, anyways, this is the whole premise for Halloween Michael's musical monologue, or Halloween M3, coming to a theater near you. Insert applause here. <laughs> that is so good. Oh my lands. Okay, so how Halloween Michael's Michael Myers mm -hmm. musical monologue or you know M three, right? Is that is that what you M three. Yeah, yeah. M three. Oh, Halloween M three. So lands. I was I was busy taking notes and I hadn't even been able to award points. That 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 was that was that was really good. I I like that. It's a musical. Yeah. And, and uh, now, now at the beginning, did you say that the music is all in their heads? Is that, or, or are they actually singing? Like, is, is are they? Oh no, they're, singing? they're they're actually singing. Yeah. No, I mean, well, like, you know, Michael. The, oh yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, you know, it's a musical, so you never do know. Is it all in his head? Is he actually singing? We, the audience, uh -huh. don't know. I'm not sure Michael himself knows. I'm picturing uh -huh. that scene where she's trying to get into her car. And we're adding a song to that going, keys, keys, I got to get into my car. Keys, keys, he's not that far. Yeah, you, can, can I just, you can I just get take it. a moment? Can I just take a moment to say that I think that we should take Chris's <coughs> idea for a future episode if fans like this uh, and, and all four of us actually fully develop that musical? Absolutely. Oh, it should be fully developed. Absolutely. Yeah. What, like like what Michael was just singing just now would be so I could and that's what I'm saying I, in my head I'm starting to think about all the things that like Loomis you know could sing or or for that matter Bob oh man yeah I almost went a different direction with with Doctor Loomis and 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 I, I'm kind of thinking a Doctor Horrible's sing along blog yes only with Surrey and McKellen pulling it and again I think he could. Yeah, just do beautiful things with it. But yeah, I'm thinking oh, yeah. kind of Doctor Horribles with him. It would be great. Really, the evil, evil mastermind. All right. Well, that is that is really that is absolutely incredible. All right. Um, Don't need it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I want to need someone to uh, because where I was taking notes on my tablet, I literally just ran out of of uh, room with my characters on the literally the app for notes. Um, and it's telling me I, I didn't know that anything. was possible. Is it Twitter? <laughs> no, it was, Is your app for uh, notes Twitter? No, no, it, no, it's um, <laughs> you know you didn't help yourself with that one, my friend. The, uh, <laughs> Don't worry, Elon will make take care of that for you. Michael, circle. Um, listen, so, listen. Let me just say, 
your notes are the best notes. Like, my notes are ants compared to your notes. <laughs> I was waiting that, for it that. It had to be mentioned, right? Yeah, we had, we had not happen. mentioned ants the entire we time. We had not so. mentioned the ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't feel like... Yeah, it's definitely, it's, 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 right. it's definitely 999 points. Great show, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good try. That's a good try. All right, so um, just of just for first of all, f- because you gave me just you know the three, but I'm uh, for for casting three different pl- yeah. people playing Michael Myers. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. give you um, seventy five for that, twenty five for each one. Uh, I'm nice, and then nice. of course uh, an extra um, fifty for uh, Ian McKellen and Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I like I like nice. that. Uh, then of course, um, the fact that you you let us know it was set in the '90s that's that's worth 25 right there because that's right. a good setting to and also it makes more right, sense right. with what's right. going on. The uh, the title of mm. Halloween or you know Michael Myers musical monologue, uh, Halloween M3 that 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 is worth a hundred points right there. Nice, um, nice. And of course, the fact that. Not only are all of the is the whole thing a musical, but you took the time to sing, doing you know you you committed to the rock. It wasn't the greatest yeah, rock impression, yeah. but that's all right. It was a great. I mean, I knew what you were going for. I could hear the rock. Singing. It was a good rock was singing great. impression. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, and then of course Shatner. Oh my lands! And then of course finishing <laughs> with the the folksy uh, Andy Griffith and three verses, and then you make so much sense with it by letting us know that the reason that he's singing this and the lyrics are because he's actually the angel of death. Uh, all I can say yep. is that's worth 250 points, that whole thing nice. together, the singing and the him being the, the angel of death. The reference to a mission from God, another 50 mm. points. The fact that you went out of your way, every time you said Canadian, the whole groovy, yeah, um, do that for me. Groovy, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's worth 100 <laughs> points right there because it's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, you you gave Jennifer Love uh, Hewitt uh, singing. You, you gave the the whole thing is just it's incredible. I like the reference to the fact that the only reason people think he's wrong is that the liberal media uh, exactly. sees him as being wrong. Um, you know that I hate Doctor Loomis. That Doctor Loomis is actually the bad guy is mm-hmm. excellent. Um, that. Is I mean just the whole package. I'm going to give you uh, a couple hundred for each of those. Let's see. I'm giving you 45 points for uh, just just the final the just the final just you know yeah I gave everybody else a little extra. I'm giving you 45 more right there. And if nice. I'm adding that correctly, uh, that says nine nine hundred and ninety five points. Wow. How is that possible? How is that possible? That does not seem right. Wait, it doesn't seem right that Michael Circle won? <laughs> That's why I'm having to recheck my math. It really doesn't. I, I think it doesn't seem right that Michael Circle... I, let me let me just let me double check this. Ladies and gentlemen, we've never had a situation where... Michael where Circle Michael won? Circle won. It, uh, that hasn't happened yet. Um, so for, for the sake of uh, you know, just making sure... Uh, yeah, it's about it, the integrity of the show. It is. It's about the That's integrity right. of the show. I feel like this is really insulting in a like just a tremendous way. Yeah. It was meant to be. Okay, good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was meant to be. It was. Um, nine hundred and ninety-five <clears throat> points. That's that's what I got for uh, Chris, and that just 
that that leaves me with the impression that Michael Circle has perhaps come ahead. Let me let me, let me, let me rethink this because Michael Circle, you you said something. He did say something to me um, at the at the end of Chris's story. What was it? What was it? That you, re- you does anyone remember what he said? I said, "Were your notes ants?" No, my notes were ants. It was actually not an insult. That's all I said. It's the only thing I, I said. I believe he said you, something about you taking notes on Twitter. Ooh, that's right. It was a Twitter reference. I, uh, it was a Twitter reference. I don't recall that. Does anyone remember? Any Anyone who knows me, of course, knows that... Uh, how do I feel about Twitter? Anyone? Anyone? I'm anyone guessing you I hate Twitter. Twitter I bet like you that. love it. I think you. I bet I you love what, it. Ten bonus points to whoever can tell me what I hate specifically about Twitter. It involves the abuse of... The hashtag. The Octothorpe. I'm sorry, what? The Octothorpe. It's called a hashtag. It's the Octothorpe. The Octothorpe. It was the Octothorpe. The Octothorpe. <laughs> you called it... You called it something else first. I no! Like no come on! <laughs> come on! You hate it because it's the hashtag. You hate it because it's the hashtag. Alright, okay. right, so in it's the end... really a hashtag. In, in the end... Uh, there is Octothorpe abuse there, but you know what? I'm gonna let that go because I, as as much as Chris, I do think that the four of us need to write songs and do your your movie fully at some point. I think that would be awesome to do. I am going to say that because he starts from a child and finishes all the way to Anthony Anderson, act you know actually you know blasting away and cues from Scrubs. Michael Circle earned. A thousand points, and he earned the win. Woo! Michael Circle is the winner. Michael, would you like to give some uh, some comments? Well, I would have loved to about five minutes ago before everybody questioned why I would possibly win. <laughs> I, I okay, think that, so with, uh, that, with that we have uh, with that we have Michael Circle's uh, comments. And, uh, <laughs> you can tell, really, he's a gracious winner. Yes, it's very gracious. Oh, I'll... Michael, do you have something seriously? Go ahead. No, no, this uh, this was a hard-fought victory. Uh, my opponents were uh, were well prepared, Shane. Uh, they were they really put a lot of work into it. And honestly, I would have totally given Chris that win. So I'm really thankful that it worked out Me too with a major uh, a major accounting error. Major accounting error. Major, major accounting error. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. I love the fact that you know Shane knew I would, I would go for that though. All right, so uh, I'll give you points for that, Shane. If that was earlier in the show for for the salute that I know you did. Yeah, you should have okay, said well, that. Like, you should have said that an hour ago, Shane. <laughs> yeah, uh, an hour ago. I'm, I'm saving him up for next time he's judge. <laughs> but uh, and you know what? It will happen again because of course all I do is win. But uh, for now, uh, we of course uh, are very happy to have Michael Circle. We'll we'll be are our you? judge next time. And I am. I'm excited for seeing what you're going to come up with. And of course, uh, he will have the. Uh, the pleasure of choosing both the topic, the movie, and what part of the movie is going to be recast or rewritten. And so we look forward to to that. Um, let me see. Uh, is there one thing I do want to mention as we as we need to go ahead and just uh, finish the show and know we're running a little long, which is um, please uh, thank you for listening. Uh, those of you who are listening right now. Please share the information of this incredible podcast with your friends and family. Share it on Facebook. Share it on even the platform that I hate. Uh, that no, shall not Twitter. be named. Oh, you named it. Never mind. Well, that's why I named it because uh, I, I I have to. But you know, share it with folks. Word of mouth, whatever. Let people know about it because I think this is something a lot of people will enjoy. 
um, and we appreciate you sharing that information with others. So uh, uh, let me go ahead and, and once again thank all for listening, uh, and also to my co-host, uh, and, and I want to, uh, for, on their behalf, Michael Circle, Michael our Circle. winner, uh, Chris Roberts, hard fought, Shane Roberts, hard fought, not as hard fought because he didn't bother to watch the movie, but that's all right. Still <laughs> did a good job. I want to wish you all a, uh, a good day. And oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what? There is one more thing. Uh, and that is because all I do is win. I should let our listeners know that they can put their hands down because this installment of Once Upon a Recast is in the books. <laughs> Da 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 da